With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation. Broads, today's episode is sponsored by Air Doctor, which if you're going to have one wellness gadget in your house, we strongly suggest this one. It makes such a difference. Breathing clean air in your home is the fastest way to create a positive impact on your health, and getting that air clean is easy easy. All you need is Air Doctor. Air Doctor has been independently tested and actually proven to remove 99.9% of tested bacteria and viruses in rooms as big as 630 square feet. That is huge. And plus, thanks to its whisper jet fan, it's so quiet you probably will not notice it's there. Air Doctor comes with a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you can just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code chatty and depending on the model, you You'll receive up to 35% off. That's up to 35% off, but only if you go to Air Doctor Pro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code chatty. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. It tastes so good. It's every so time. cold. I turned this fridge up a little bit. Mm. We have a little fridge in the studio. I cranked it. Well, see, and it, I like it is it. right on the verge of frozen. What I like when we talk about fridges is turning it up really means turning it down, and vice versa. Guys, we're turning up the power to turn down the temp, and that's just really an analogy of life, isn't it? We're all fridges, after all. You know, and what what is up is down, and what is down is up, and that's something that I'm just really learning about myself these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you ever stood on the other side of an air, like a uh, window mounted air conditioner, and just have the hot air just blowing your face super off? Super hot. Everyone else wants to stand on the cold side. You know, and I'm not. I'm not like everyone else. No, I'm, I'm I, a. I'm a rebel. I think what society could use a big dose of is standing on the hot side of a window mounted AC unit. Listen, I will say this. If you were to be on a hot day standing in front of the other side of a window unit and it's blowing hot air, the second you move away from that hot unit feels cooler. It's true. It's true. Well, I have a theory about cold and hot. Okay. And it's tested. Now, maybe not by scientists, but personally and i got just to get on this train okay and the idea is work our bodies are capable of a lot more than we give our than we like usually you know think we're allowed you know like we think about our ancestors and like hunting in horrible conditions freezing cold boiling hot you know we're just capable of a lot more 
than our cushy lives. When it's really hot out and you're sweating and you're like, oh, it's me, right? Or it's cold and you're like, oh my God, it's so cold, I'm freaking out, right? People out there taking ice baths, Mm -hmm. right? People are walking in way hotter conditions. I think it's all about accepting it. So if ever I'm outside, let's say, and I'm moving around, I got to do something that's really hot. I'm like, oh. I tell myself, accept the heat. Mm. Bring it in. Take a big breath of it. All of a sudden, my body just kind of goes like, okay, we're not fighting it anymore. Same with the cold. When it's really cold or like, let's say you're just, it's like, oh, it's cold outside. Let's say you didn't bring enough of a jacket and you're like, got a little something in, but you're cold. Like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. We're not talking like, oh, I forgot all my clothes and now I'm walking no, around No, no, this Toronto is like, let's say you're time. sitting in a restaurant outside, the heater's not yeah. working and you're cold. Yeah. Accept the cold. Bring it in. All of a sudden, your body kind of neutralizes. I'm telling you, broads, try it out. Next time you're a little hot or a little cold, instead of finding it in your brain, accept it and just be like, ah. Oh. Become stronger. Bring it in. Be like water, as Bruce Lee said. Think of it like training. Mental training. Yeah. I thought my friend was telling me some about uh, what goes through head when he was training for climbing. And he's like, I think of myself like a Pokemon. And every single time, like it gets hard. If I push a little bit harder, I get that much more closer to evolving. Now, I wish that could help me, but I know nothing about Pokemon. I've never, and I've never played. Is that a part of the game, Pokemon? Pokemon have stages where okay. like, you know, um, like to become a war turtle or a blastoise like squirtle has to evolve war turtle is the middle ground and then blastoise is the fur the farthest evolution of squirtle he starts as a lowly squirtle he could basically just squirt water out of his mouth and swim really good okay but not very effective when it comes to like hurting someone which not is- compared to a war turtle so war turtle war turtle <laughs> war turtle now you're getting it now we're nailing it yeah is in the middle of mm-hmm. squirtle and blastoid mm-hmm. blastoise blastoise yeah and blastoise has water cannons coming out of his shell he's and hardcore it, he's heavy duty and they shoot it, it shoots people with water high pressured high blast it's a water cannon so it's like a two of fire them. hose on steroids yep two of them does it kill you or just kind of like, you know? Well, keep- you know, they don't ever really kill people in the cartoons, but that's because I think it has like a friendly kid rating. I think if that were real life, it could probably, there's a high chance it would kill you. Now, should we start an R-rated Pokemon That's interesting. Movie. That is interesting. So that we're getting some like heavy hitting, this has like legs. real deal That's like stuff. what Marvel did with some of them like or dc with batman it's like they made like a much edgier version that's kind of how i was how i've always felt about um superheroes in general as i'm like if this was real world people would be it would be brutal it'd be super brutal i mean batman is super gnarly freaking ghost rider is really intense nick cage not the movie the comic book ghost rider shows no mercy nick cage was before the comic book right Nick Cage's, I love Nick Cage's <laughs> Ghost Rider. It's so bad good. Bad good. Bad good is an amazing thing. Bad good is great. Like um, the original, like the Punisher, the old Punisher movie they had where freaking John Travolta plays Kingpin. I don't think I saw that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a really small cast, but it's a good movie. Bad good? Good. Yeah, it's bad good. Bad good. Yeah. It's good enough. 
it's it's bad enough that the good parts make it pretty damn good got it yeah i feel like that's every john travolta movie some is like john travolta is one of those actors where you're like i don't know how this is working but kind of is he's got some of them like in his later career like around the swordfish time where you're like you're like is this horrific or is this good i can't really tell well um what's his face from die hard bruce willis has a few of those yeah where like is the whole nine yards actually funny like is matthew does anyone actually think matthew perry is funny or was he just happened to be on friends forever he was funny on friends was he though wow joey is funny on friends no no matthew perry what we're dealing with now ross is funny on no what we're dealing with now is two different types of humor you think chandler's funny i think chandler's funnier than joey really well no i i think it works together i wouldn't even they don't stand alone they don't stand alone i don't think anyone stands alone on that show really it's like it's the it's the combination of everyone talking but it's not like joey's like slapstick humor Mm-hmm. you know like slipped on a banana humor mm-hmm. and then like chandler's more like witty kind of quips but that can be annoying if it's only that right and then like joey can be annoying if it's just slipping on a banana type stuff i think it's the combination you have to have them all together okay you know what i'm saying i can see this well but, this brings me this but i will is- say this i don't think they translate outside because of how they were on friends so like you saying chandler Matthew Perry in this movie is not funny. It's like, I could totally believe that. Right. Because it's not in this context. And like, is he funny outside of friends at all? I swear. I don't even think I've seen a Matthew Perry movie. Whole nine yards. I, I can't remember that movie. Really? Mm-mm. Bruce Willis is funny. Do you ever watch the office? Yeah. Whole nine yards. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember that? <laughs> I've never watched like, I'm not like an office freak. So I've watched yeah. like I've watched The Office. I find The Office funny, but I've never fa- like been compelled to just watch all of the episodes of The right. Office. And I think that this is where we end the. This is where we don't talk anymore. Well, so I have a question for but you. But it is true though. It is one of those shows. that's very like cultish. You you were just working on a um, comedy show. Yes. Tonight. Do you ever James? I can say James Corden. He Evan was working on it. Do you ever find yourself thinking about your comedy career, like picturing yourself on stage performing comedy? Oh, no. Really? No. Do you ever work on sets? Never. Never, ever. You never like come up with jokes where you're like, oh, this would be in my comedy set? Never. No, I. it's just not my... I'm not the guy that could like... I. I, my, I feel like where... If I am funny at all, it's conversational. It's like someone says something funny that makes me think of something. I have a funny thing to say back to them and then we're joking. But like to just to go up on stage and have like bits and like material, it's not so much something I think that like I even am capable of doing. Do you? Obviously. I've I done you it. Did. You've done stand-up comedy? Like you've done With an open my, open mic night? Uh-huh. How'd it go? I was okay. I, I, I don't know. Um... My friend, I, my, my, one of my best friends was on the grind for a long time. Dude, I, so we, I've never seen his work. I know who you're talking about. I've never seen his work, but in a, in a room, you know, when certain people are funny and they're not even trying to be, that was him. Bro, he's good at it. He's really funny, but I, but comedy is brutal. Comedy is super hard. COVID really killed a lot of that grind too. Cause it shut, shut a bunch of, shut all those yeah. clubs down. But, um, I do think of my stand-up sets. 
So you'll have moments where you'll be here. thinking about something and be like, if I was to do a stand-up set, that's what I would say. A lot of the times driving, yeah, I'll think of it. Like I have, I have a few going right now. If you wanna, if you wanna humor me, I want to humor you. Just you okay. know, know that like but there's two, there's is, two bits. This is, but yeah, but this is like a classic thing where it's like, don't be hurt if no one laughs. You know well, what I mean? I don't. You want, just gotta go with it, and then like all, you know, just everyone has to just promise not to steal my jokes though. Well, I mean, I don't think this is a great place to do well, this. Well, I've had though. a lot of jokes stolen and my jokes tend to be really funny. So, wow. I, I mean, you're already setting yourself I mean, you said you already are telling everyone you're funny. So, just don't fucking steal my jokes, okay? Everyone listening, just don't do it. Just Stop. don't do it. Be original, come up with your own material. Do you don't have to steal mine? This is a so this is basically you're saying this is a uh handshake deal. Well, not a handshake deal. What do you what do you what, like an arrangement? Good faith. Good faith. Okay. Yeah, this is good faith. Okay. Okay, so the bit is about treating people like they're your siblings. Okay. Just like everybody like they're your siblings. So like pretend you're a cop pulling me over. Okay. You want me to do it? Yeah, let's go play along. We can All just right. role play it for a little bit right here. Can you please roll roll down your window, sir? What? Sir, I don't uh you were speeding. You were going to eighty seven miles an hour. Uh, sir, I don't know if you know what you're So anyway, that's kind of the idea. So the- <laughs> Don't fucking steal it. Don't steal it. I told you it's funny. I knew it would be funny. Could you imagine? What if you actually talk to people like that? What if you talk to people? Imagine yourself talking to your boss like they were just your your sibling and you were just annoyed with them constantly. Now, here's another one I was thinking about. No one steal that gold. Don't do it. (laughs) Another one that I was thinking about was um, if you were to go back in time, like if you were to be able to go back to like the 80s or the 70s, like what would you, as an alternative career or like occupation, what would you do? And I was thinking about being, um, if I had to, I would go back and become a hacker. Okay, you go back to like the 90s and be like the early Yeah, like late 80s and become a hacker. Okay. And I was thinking that they just have so much power in the world today. Right. And that they're just like sitting behind their computers like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like anytime you need something, you just hack. Right. And you just have this like skill set and you can just dominate. Right. just dominate. Right. And I was just, yeah, I just had a lot of sets riffing off of that idea. It was pretty good. Wait, what? I was pretty, I mean, I don't have the, I'm t- describing like the sets. These are the set concepts I have. These are So you're just sets. bringing up like just general things that happen in life and saying you would be funny if you had been I imagined on stage myself, talking about it. I had imagined myself as a comedian up on stage giving a killer set. <laughs> You know what this is like? This, this is exactly this like this. Of a topic. This is exactly like this. If you were to be like, hey man, I think honestly, I think I'm a really good songwriter musician. Okay. And I go, really? And I go, she sing me a song? And you go, yeah. And you go, if I were to sing a song, it would be about love. And it would be really good. That's like literally, well, that attention. is literally like saying that. And they'd be like, okay, cool, sing me a song. Well, well no, I'm have... just saying like, if I were to sing a song, it would be very good. And it would be about love and the sunset. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm here to hear it. 
that's where you have me i'm hooked but then i go what well, i mean if i were to sing a song if it would I, be a number one single if someone came up to me and said that i would say well i think you're really on to something <laughs> i think you're on to something let's <laughs> let's dive deeper this is actually this was funny i think this is funnier than if you would have done an actual joke so I appreciate this. <laughs> I'm laughing way harder than probably if you would actually present the joke. So this is, uh, you, uh, you know what? I will say job well done. Well, you kind of got to be there like with me in the moment. But this you know? is job well done. You, at the end of the day, what's the point of comedy? Just to, to uh, make me laugh. To make you laugh. I'm laughing. See, so guys, please don't, don't steal them. Don't you can steal tell the, don't steal friends, those concepts. You can tell them about it, but you can't perform it, okay? And a lot of you are going to say perform what? And that's a part See, of the conversation. Part right of there. my skill, I always pictured myself if I were to get it, if I were to work in the stand-up world, I would want to be someone's like ghostwriter. Right. Like when you watch um Man on the Moon, okay. you know about I can never remember the comedian when I need to, but he did like a he, oh 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 harlan williams no 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 no. oh man on the moon wait no i'm thinking um, rocket man yeah why can i not remember this guy's oh, that was really funny fucking name i have a question for you while you're looking for that yeah andy you, kaufman oh i mean og he had a joke writer yeah a lot of like i like, know what's his name um who's the hot pocket guy i don't know you know, he hot talks about hot oh, pockets. Hot pockets. Yeah, uh, his wife is like writes all his jokes. Apparently, That's so funny. How funny is that? Or like, she's a major writer in his yeah. life. Yeah, but I would just, I would love that to be like, wouldn't it be funny if this? And, and that's then he, your and then he job. Riffs off of it. Yeah, and your job is to like you're co-writing these things, but you're also like providing inspiration for these. Of like, yeah, your job is to have a similar sense of humor with somebody and like come up with like creative ways to be funny that haven't been done before. Whereas like someone else might have the skill of selling the joke. Yeah. But it's also to like, to, to picture what it's would like a be songwriter. funny. Yeah. I'm really good with lyrics and I'm really good with melody, but I don't have a good voice. I so. always thought it'd be really fun. Yeah. I don't know. It's also so low key and like in the shadows. No one fucking knows who like the joke writers no. are. No. Yeah, like think about it. Saturday Night Live, all the t television shows, James Corden, they all have comedy writers who mm -hmm. write all the funny stuff they do. Yeah, you have to. And then there's like a character who plays it, you know? Okay, broads, interrupting the bros. So if the word budgeting just sends those shivers down your spine, I, I get that. But you know what? I'm proof positive that there's a way out. And actually, when you have a good handle on your finances, you feel like your head is above water. But again, speaking from personal experience in my younger years, it can be hard to know where to start. I remember at one point having like six budgeting apps, none of which were incredibly helpful, by the way. Uh, if that's you, you can cut it out. Having six budgeting apps that you never open or hate looking at is not the way to get your finances under control. You can get rid of all those apps that promise you the secret to financial success and never delivered because I hate to tell you they will not deliver. The only app that you need to get your finances under control is Rocket Money, which you may already know and love by its former name, Truebill. Yes, Truebill. So why did Truebill change its name to Rocket Money? We'll tell you what we heard. Truebill, now backed by Rocket Companies, has grown from a bill management app into a full-on personal finance empowerment tool that helps over 3.4 million people with 
budgeting, lowering bills, canceling subscriptions, and more, saving each of their members on average $700 a year. And with all that growth comes the next evolution in Truebill's story, a new name. Bottom line, Rocket Money is everything we've already loved about Truebill, which we love, uh, but with a fresh new look and feel. Yeah, and I they have amazing reviews also. If you go on the App Store, you can yes. see for yourself. Start canceling your unused subscriptions and save money at rocketmoney.com slash chatty. That's rocketmoney.com slash chatty or download the app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Broad Squad, did you know that the air inside of your house can be two to five times more polluted than the air outside? I did not know that until recently. Ew. And now that I've heard that disgusting fact, I'm more or less scarred for life. Every room I enter, I just think germs. Um, okay. Being dramatic because although it is true that air in your house is super polluted due to a lot of things like kids, pets, dust, bad circulation, we have air doctor air purifiers in our house. So I know the air we're breathing in is actually the highest quality possible. Air doctors have proven to filter out all the dangerous contaminants and allergens inside your home. By using an ultra HEPA filter that has been proven to remove, like I said, 99.9% of tested bacteria and viruses. In fact, the Air Doctor filter can actually filter out particles that are 100 times smaller than the HEPA standard. So the air you're breathing in your house, if you have an Air Doctor, is the highest quality. We have uh, Air Doctors in our bedrooms in our house, and I seriously noticed a difference like right away once we started using it. I woke up feeling like I had slept better. I felt less congested in the morning. Also, thanks to the Whisper Jet fan, the Air Doctor is almost totally silent, which is a big improvement compared to other air purifiers we've tried in the past. And Air Doctor comes with a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you can just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code chatty. And depending on the model, you're going to receive up to 35% off. That's up to 35% off, but only if you go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code chatty. Okay, side random deviation. I was thinking about... We don't have... We don't allow those. Yeah. Let's keep on... Let's keep on task. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this. Respectfully. I thought there were... You know the whole... You know like when you talk to people and there's like, oh, there's two types of people in the world. This or this. Mm -hmm. Two different ones popped into my head today okay and i want to debate i want to talk about this number one is more of a classic number one is one i've never heard too much of one is more of a classic but i want to start with the classic one crumple or fold when toilet you're wiping paper. toilet paper fold you're a folder yeah i'm a folder as well crumple is for barbarians well crumple just feels wild to me because you have to get so much more and then it's also just way more there's so much room for error. So much room for error. It really freaks me out. Chaos. I don't, I don't even want to know. That is the type of question where I don't actually want to know. Like if it's a cringy waiting for someone to give you their answer. It's like Android versus Apple phone a little bit, but worse. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same team. So there's not much of a, not much of a debate there, but I do agree. If you crumple, it's a kind of, it's just kind of like, it's almost this. Cause have you ever crumpled? To, I've done it before. It takes, the same amount of time to crumple it right in order to use it than it does to fold it. I don't even understand the so logic. It's, so it's not even like a speed thing. Like you go like this, right? Boom, done. If you take it, you got to go. See, like it's the same amount of time. So why would you crumple? I don't, I don't do that. I do this while I'm, while I'm in the I'm act not even, of, I'm just, I'm just saying that like you kind of pull it out that. and you just kind of fully, I get like a nice strip and I fold it. Okay, you like take your time. Something to do. Right. 
Appreciate that. Do you watch like? Do you like scrolling your phone when you go to the bathroom? Yes. Mm. Sometimes I lie to Becca and say that I have to go to the bathroom and I don't actually. I just want to go sit on my phone. By the way, every single guy does that. The amount of times that I come out of the bathroom and like I forget, I actually, it's been 38 minutes. And Jess is like, y'all good in there? It takes me like th- less than 30 seconds to poop. <laughs> right it's really like it when really i have to i'm like but oh, i, will I say have this, to poop it's and a, i sit down and then i poop and then i'm like now i'm done but i guess i'll use another 25 minutes I'll to like sit here for a little bit and enjoy my peace and quiet it's a universal at least from my experience with my friend's husband thing i always like in, every guy i know is like yeah i go to the bathroom it takes me three minutes to go to the bathroom and then i'm in there for 20 extra minutes when i used to work for someone else i used to thoroughly enjoy pooping on the clock one of the best ways to make money. Now, now that you're an employer mm-hmm. and your employee goes to the bathroom and is in there for 25 minutes, what would you feel about oh, that? Oh, my my take as an employer is work smart. Not hard. If you doing if you're doing everything like I want you to do, like I don't expect it's not a position where I'm like there's 8 hours of work for right. you to be doing like every day. I'm more so like there's a minimum standard I have. I don't want you to sit at the minimum. I want you to be slightly above the minimum. I'm not asking for greatness here. Just be slightly above the minimum. Just maintain the clear fucking standards that I'm asking of you in terms of like user experience when they come into this business. But if they're in the toilet, they can't give you user experience. If you're gonna, I mean, look, like enjoy it. Don't be, don't be ridiculous about it. But you don't want the you don't want the person at the front desk doing that because then if the person walks in, and no one's there. Well, to there's greet two. Them, there's, there's a problem. There's always always two. M- multiple people in the Got gym. Redundancy. I love it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I have a second one, mm-hmm. and I feel like this will be interesting. And that's not for safety. There's not two people there just because someone might break their leg. There's two people there because someone needs to poop on the clock or walk and, and help something do to. something, bring in some boxes, and the other person has to be. I totally get it. Or that. just have to like go and just like chill out. That's cool. They're just gonna go chill out, and the other person's got it. Well, sweet. Let's be real. I love that. Here's the next one. Full tank or partial tank? When you fill up? Yes. This is a... I feel like this will divide America down the middle. I gotta tell you right now. Under Joe Biden's economy? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. You're like, these prices... I mean, I mean, forget, I, I mean forget the prices, everyone. I'm saying... I'm saying uh, it, let's say the prices i don't think the price i think the prices I'm a matter now guy. i'm a full tank the prices guy. matter now but i'm saying a couple years ago when the, it was three something and I'm people were just guy. like or uh, actually the prices don't matter i'm a full tank i guess they guy. do matter no evan it do, i mean because you have to fill is, it up anyway so you'll have to keep filling exactly it up. right so you either fill it up all the way now or a partial multiple times right there you were, gotta go where you gotta go there were times in my life though where i could not always fill up that's, now that's where it does matter if it's, if it's a financial I like i've got 40 bucks exactly and that's what i have so i'm not talking about financially here i'm not talking about like oh uh i don't have the money to fill up all the way i'm talking about even when 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 you know it was 30 dollars or three dollars a gallon do you know people who would it's not still a mindset of like you fill up partially who do you know that fills up partially i'm just curious i feel like jess is a, a partial filler upper and I, it's a thing I've I know many people over the years that like What's I'd be the in their rush? car and I'd look and it would just be like three quarter tank and then they'd cut it. So I do this. 
this is what I do. This might be more appropriate. Do you use your full tank of gas before refilling or do you refill when it's convenient? If you fill up before it hits like full empty i'm not talking like it's on e i'm talking like you've passed e and you know that your car has 27 miles that's on e okay i agree with that but i think the 18 really right but i think that like if your car is on e Mm -hmm. and then you push 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 Mm -hmm. that's a personality sure but i think what's more interesting is it the person who fills up before it hits e now that is wild. I don't know. Who, I don't know anyone. Do you know there's people? Probably I've never count. asked anyone about this. This was something. The partial fill has never been discussed. Psychos. I but, I, but I was thought about it when I look back because this morning I went to get gas. And the only reason why I did a partial fill was because I was running late. Yeah. And I was like, this is, you know, a certain pump. But you know, you're going to have to get the gas. No, it has nothing to do with. It's just simply it just enough to, be to like, fill up I, to get there and get back. Well, and it was also the tank. You know, how certain pumps go real slow. So I was sitting there for five minutes and it was like a quarter tank. I was like, screw it. I, I got to get going. Let's Dude, go. I found out about that. What? It's like a precaution California has where like if it's been really busy and there's a lot of people extracting gas and they want to keep gas, they'll slow it down. It stays there. They slow it down. So you go forget it. No, it's more. It has to do with like emissions. Oh, okay. It's so, like a safety. It's like an auto thing that starts to happen. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was in a... I was actually, I learned this because I was in a massive line for a gas station. And when I finally got up to it, the thing was like barely going. And I went up to the front and I was like, are you out of gas? She's like, no, it's not being out of gas. It's that there's like such a constant demand of like pulling the gas out. Too much gas in the air. The system is like putting this check in place. I had literally never heard of that. And I was like, well, this is, it's, it was, it was literally going to take me like 45 minutes to fill up my tank at the rate it was going, not an exaggeration. So it's, it's interesting you say that. So, cause this morning I was at a really slow tank and I was like, I just got to get going. I'm late to work anyways. Let's just get it done. So I, I cut it off and it made me think about my growing up and cars and everything. And being like, I always was just a full tank guy, just fill it up, you know, um, cause I always thought even if it's like, it just, yeah, I got to do it anyways, get it over with now kind of thing. And uh, like I said, again, aside from like the affordability of gas or like whether you have the money in the bank at the time, you know, cause we've all been in that place where we're like, I don't, I don't have the money to go full tank, all that stuff. I'm saying aside from that, I actually think it's a like personality trait of like, whether I go all the way or I don't go all the way. I actually want to do like a poll now. We well, should do like an Instagram poll when this episode drops of like, who's a full tank? Because I feel like there are going to be some partial tankers out there. I Don't also, be ashamed of the partial tank. I want to know who out there is a partial tanker. I also think this goes hand in hand with like, who does their dishes while they still have clean ones? Like, do you use all of your dishes before you... Right. Clean These them? are interesting questions. Or like, do you no, do, your, I, do, I you do my do, dishes? Do before. you do your laundry in batches or do you wait until you have no more clothes? I batch. I never get to the end. I've grown into batching. I always batch and I always like I swear, I don't think I've ever used p- past plate four. You know it's okay. Interesting. I do my dishes what if there's dishes in the sink, I do the dishes. Doesn't matter, like I don't keep using until the dishes are gone. I will do I will like you, I mean like I swear if you if I have a plate if I have a stack of eight plates 
I mean, unless there was a big dinner, I've never used p- past eight, three or four. You want to know what's, what I found interesting about laundry though? I used to wear all of my clothes. Now I just wear like a lot of the same clothes because they're always clean. And I find myself going to favorites. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. And I used I wear to wear like five things and I have, and all my other clothes have been sitting I there I used for to years. wear my second and third and fourth choices, but now I'm always going on one like and two. round one. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I've washed the same three things until they're rags. It's terrible. That's just getting older though. It's terrible. It's just like, I'm so on top of this chore now that I don't get to exercise the full weight of my closet. Yeah. I used to be forced to have to like wear that shirt that I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it, but I don't like it enough to wear it ever unless I have to. That's 99% of my closet is like, if I get rid of that means I'll never wear it again, but I haven't worn it in three years. So why do I still have it? I have strong nostalgia for that shirt. Are you a nostalgic person? In some ways, yeah. I am about certain. I am just like there's, but there are there are some things I get very nostalgic about. I get nostalgic about things that don't even belong to me. I get nostalgic about fun old things. I scored at a fucking estate sale recently. Oh, you get nostalgic about stuff that you've never experienced, dude. I have like a thing for like old things in good condition. If it's old and in good condition, I am like immediately like I need to protect this thing. Can you give me an example? Well, I just rescued some old books interesting and a very actually this was fucking sick i found um in this guy's office i found this old panasonic portable radio and yeah my voice cracked over there because <laughs> i'm just that. so excited <laughs> um, that was awesome dude the thing is in like perfect condition like dials everything moved just perfect fired up right when i plugged it in it has portable it's a it also has batteries as well as the av the top of it had a vent and i opened it up and it is a radio slash portable 45 record player whoa so the top of it opens up and plays 45s and i was like so it's like a late 70s early 80s dude, type early thing. 60s whoa and in perfect condition and she gave it to me for 25 bucks with all the 45s that the guy had. Oh, cool. And now we're buying like a bunch of 45s of like Disney. Like a lot of the old Disney movies oh. are released on 45 with Back a companion the book. So we got like some of Ruth's favorite old Disney movies like Cinderella, Peter Peter Pan. So do you go to estate sales? Robin Is that a thing Hood you do? on 45 with the companion book. Uh, how sometimes, do you, how not do you find really. estate sales? That'd be not sick. Really, I want to go to but, one. Dude, Becca went to an estate sale like months and months ago, maybe like a couple years ago at this point. But she was like, oh, that's a cool old chair. She like bought the chair for like some five Versace bucks. chair that like no Straight one even knows about. It's yeah. like this niche designer chair and the chair is worth like a shitload of money. Right. There's a lot of that stuff. And Ruth is just in our kitchen, like jumping on it as hard as she can. Right. And you're like, don't loves touch. it. But it's like a straight we're we're sure. like, we don't give a shit. But like I like when I she doesn't care as much as like if it was my chair that I bought, I'd be like, don't touch it. You, you know, you know what would be awesome? I'd be like, it's special because it's old you know be cool go to an estate sale in like rural areas oh my mom i grew up in la everyone's gonna be like in that stuff but like a rural look at this this is the thing 
Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Like I made a little. It's a cute video. Yeah. And it worked. See how well it works? That's the radio, everyone. When's the last time you had to use an analog radio? Look at that. Boom. Opens up. Wow. 45 player. <coughs> and I was convinced. I was like, okay, it turns. But like, there's no the way needle, it's going to work. Does the needle work? And then it was like. Fucking fires. Sick. Um, fires, <coughs> dude. I was like, are you kidding me? That's so sick. She threw in. I bought that and then she gave me the Weber grill for free. <laughs> she wants I was it like, out are you kidding me? Of course I'll take the full size Weber. How did you find this estate scale? Were you just driving by and then you um, saw a sign? One of my mom's like best friends. So I, it's actually, so my mom is, is best friends with one of my old, like childhood best friends, moms. So my friend, Johnny's mom, uh, my friend's older sister's friend, was lives in the guest house of this old man who just recently died. So some some so somebody you know lives in a house where a guy died. Yeah. Got it. I don't know this person. Someone <laughs> I know who knows them. Um anyway, she's overseeing like the sale of some of his stuff before they do like an official thing. Got it. So it's just like friends of friends you know get like the inside scoop oh that's cool so we went in there and the dude was like a historian so he had like a classics book collection and my mom sent me a picture and i was like buy all of those books because cool. i recognized a know. lot of titles oh, yeah, you would know yeah i recognized a lot of titles and i was like buy the books and <clears throat> yeah i got some like really cool first edition like old ass books does it make you feel kind of um do you have a feeling like a kind of mysterious feeling about like maybe who owned these books and like who was reading them? No, does it, does it, no. It feels like a preservation of like something special. See, cause you know what I get? Mm. I, I get nostalgic about my own stuff. So like if I go to visit an old home I lived in, or like, let's say me and Jess rented a house at this place when we, when Amber was being born and I drive by it, I get nostalgic. I look at it and go, Oh my gosh, you know, but you know what? Like I'm fascinated by and it doesn't really make any, I guess, maybe logical sense, but it abandoned buildings and homes. I am too. When I walk by an abandoned old building, I have all sorts of like, I wonder what they used to do there. And I start to picture like people in the 50s or 30s, like working there or like who's lived there since. Or if I see an old abandoned building, I get like really like mystified thinking about like, who lived there last and how long ago was it? And like, I'll even watch videos on YouTube of like people exploring abandoned buildings and stuff. Like, what is that? Why, Dude. why do I care what an old torn down building? Like, what is that? Is it like a, it's like I'm a mystery. Very drawn to that as well. I'm mystified by it. Like if I'm even downtown LA and I'm walking around, and there's a coffee shops, pizza. And then I just look up and see this kind of old building. That You're like, how? And it's empty. I'm just wondering like, what's going on? What happened there? Well, exactly. You're like, what is the story here? Why is it's this a mystery. building? This is such a high demand area. How is it that a building was not able to be serviced or like just like brought up to speed? Like there was never, like, there was just not enough value for just that building. See, you're going much more pragmatic than I. I can drive through rural montana 
and I'll see an old house that's been run down. And my thought is like, who used to live there? Hmm. Why did they, what, what caused them to stop living there? And now it's like a mystery to me of like, who let it go to now complete, you know what I mean? Like there was a, there's a story where someone lived there and then doesn't live there anymore. And now it's like slowly dilapidated. And I want to know the mystery of like why it's now, I don't know. You know what I mean? I get mystified by the no, history I'm, of it. I used to, when I was a kid and we drive through like the countryside in mm-hmm. Indiana, I really liked looking at like the old barns. The because there was a barns thing, and stuff? Yeah. There's a thing when it was like, I forget if it was like, you're not like you couldn't fix them. There was a thing where it was like, you couldn't. Oh, like they're almost like. You had to like put in like a newer, like the old wooden barns. They're like, repl- like or like the uh, storage was like, oh, now you have like metal ones. But anyway, you'll just drive on like these old farm properties. And you'll just see like these old wooden, like red barns. Barely just hanging caving on. in. Yeah. And then just like, I love driving by and looking Me at too. the old barns. And I just wonder like. It was like in the 30s, 40s, 50s so, where people were like working here and then they just let it go. Like, how did this happen? My like, mom used to take me like antiquing all over like cool. rural Indiana. And we'd find like, oh, like this person's having a sale on the weekend. And we'd always go in because like you never know what the dude, fuck these people have in these old like places. In the music world, that's like... You know, there's always stories of like some old guys like, yeah, I don't know. My son had this guitar in the 50 and it's like a 50s Les Paul that's worth $400,000. And he just thinks it's an old crappy guitar, but it's actually, or, someone or hey, it's an old car I have in the back and it's like and it's some like a vintage crazy, SS exactly. Corvette and they're like, well, I don't drive or anymore. Like, and you're like, there's like, uh, just you hear about these crazy collections or something where it's yeah, just like some kooky stuff. shit that their kid had. And it's like, bro, that's a one of one. It's worth a million dollars. There's always it's one well, antique roadshow. It's that's the classic. Yeah. You know, people I just love bring that in stuff. the craziest stuff. But you'd also, I mean, just yeah, I love, I love those things, and Me it's too. what I love finding like those old stories, like especially, um, especially when it's like the classics, like it's well, it's well known, whatever it is, whatever like this happens to be. If it's cars, there are certain classic cars. Yeah that fall into that. If it's music, if it's instruments, like you were talking about, there are like classics in every single one of these criteria. And when you stumble upon something like that, that's even like remotely close, there is this like thing where like you do, for me at least, like I want to possess it. Yeah. Just to look at it. Yeah. And be like, this influenced so much. Mm. Don't you understand? Like so much stuff we've made is filler. And then this is singular. It's, this is the Big Mac. You know what I mean? Or like, it's like it's like someone put the time into it. it this, yeah. Handcrafted. It's very cool. I love that That's kind of super shit. super cool. I love that. Um, one quick passing comment before we get into the episode. Ember said the funniest thing to me as I was putting her down tonight, before we, right when you were showing up. She goes, Dad, can I have a bunk bed? And I go, I mean, maybe. I mean... I guess we what, could, what do you need it for? We could make the other one kind of like a little fort. You know, you could be on top. Maybe you make it a fort, whatever. For Busby. And she goes, just make sure if we get it, make sure you bolt it to the wall. And I go, bolt it to the wall? She goes, because if there's an earthquake, it's a hazard if I'm not bolted to the wall. 
And I go, what did you if just say? I'm not bolted. She goes, if I'm not bolted to the wall, it's a hazard. And I go, where did you learn this? She's like, guy came to the school today. It was an earthquake thing. We were talking about, you know, how to make sure your house is safe. I was like, got it. And then two minutes later, she goes, I don't think I want one. <laughs> and she goes like this. She goes like this. <laughs> she goes, I don't think I want to um, uh, bunk bed anymore, actually. If there's an earthquake, I'll just hold on to my bed like this. And she's going like this. <laughs> Dude, when I was... It killed me. Just, I'm going to hold on to this. <laughs> she just started first grade, right? Yeah. When I was... was so That's so cool. When I was her age, I used to dream of like, I wish I could go to school. I wish everyone could go to school like in their bed. Okay. And instead of being in the table in the classroom, yeah. we would all just be in our pajamas in our beds. Mm. And that was like, I was always like, that would be my fantasy for school. It was just be like sitting next to you, but you're in your bed. Oh, so everyone's in their bed. I'm in, I'm in my bed. Because you were tired in the morning. And we're all just there in our beds in school. And that was just like, our beds would like, we'd go everywhere in our beds. Sort of like a Wally situation, except beds, not like weird chairs. Wally, the show or the, the movie? movie? Yeah. I never saw it. Well, the Good. human race is in the future and we're basically confided to these like floating chairs that take us everywhere we want to go. And we're just like blob humans. Got it. So they're like bed transportation beds, but all of our media and all of our distractions are fed to us like that. But if we were like, to me, I'm like, I would swap out the future chair for just a regular ass bed and then I'd be pretty good. Speaking I'd be of okay that, with that. You know what I think I'm going to do? What are you I want to look into this. We keep getting distracted. I want to, we got to talk about this episode. I want to get a second phone that is only text and calls. I was thinking about this today. I was looking at the old Nokia phones. I miss I want to get a second. It. I don't know if you can you do two phones with the same number? Do you just have to swap your SIM card? The card out. I want to get a second phone for only calls and texts. So I can do like periods of time where I'm completely incapable of accessing social media, the internet, whatever, and give like that forced brain break. Because I'm not strong enough in my brain to do it like if, if my phone is there i will check my emails i will look at stuff online i will do whatever i was thinking but it's like that. if it's only text and calls you're forced to just kind of sit there and like be like they're called dumb phones and i was thinking about kind of like a that, dumb phone for like, to, like ins instead of putting the call filter on of like i can only accept calls from right. these people just pulling my sim card out and putting it in my dumb phone and just being like it only works for calls and, and it's like okay cool now when i go out i'm forced to just be present i'm forced to like like let's say you even go to the mall mm -hmm. right you're kind of on your phone the whole time at the mall you're in a line you're on your phone the whole time you're buying something the whole time you're chilling you're not even present at the mall or like you, wherever you go you're never really there you know what the trap is though mm. is i would just i know that i would play snake the whole time see that zero interest for me it was before fucking phones before i iphones yeah but if you get it back 
Your little lizard brain is going go <laughs> to go straight to snake and just That's try great, to get, become great, the biggest snake possible. Great game back in the it's day. It's amazing. Wow. Okay, we should get into this episode. Brick Breaker is also a fantastic game. Minesweeper. Remember that on the computer? Brick Breaker and Snake on those little phones. Like the Sick. original, the very first iPod, the wheel actually spins. Yes. The amount of control that I, delicate control I have on that just for fine Brick motor Breaker. Skills. My highest scores are on the very first iPod. There's no way. I love that. You can't And eventually, you know, Apple stopped putting Brick Breaker on the iPods, and I don't understand that. Probably because the internet exists, and, you know. I always appreciate just the default game. I love it. Okay, let's get into this. Okay. We got got hometowns. We're kind of coming into the end here. Lots of hometowns. Yeah. All right, broads. One more interruption. Listen. Fashion trends can move alarmingly quickly. I swear to God, one day I'll see something on social media, think, oh, wow, that's so cute. And then a month later, the entire fashion world has totally moved on to something else. There are a ton of issues with this from a sustainability and consumption perspective, of course. Um, Also, my wallet can't keep up with those trend cycles. And who has the space? I mean, the list goes on. But thankfully, there's a better way to stay on trend with Newly. And I don't know, after going through a vicious wedding guest season, (laughs) Newly was very important. It's a subscription clothing rental service that lets you stay on top of the trends without the downside that comes with following fast fashion or trend cycles. You can keep your clothes closet feeling fresh and feel good about it and for just $88 a month you get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 different brands and Newly has everything from party dresses um, for special events and weddings to one of a kind vintage pieces to maternity pieces I loved using Newly during my pregnancy mm-hmm. with Frank uh, and they've got so much more you can choose any six styles each month each month and if you find something you really love you'll get the option to purchase it at a discount sometimes up to 70 per- 70% off the shipping is fast and free and all of Newly's items are clean professionally. That means you don't have to worry about laundry. That alone is almost worth $88. Newly is already a great value at 88 bucks a month for six styles, but right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up, sign up with code CHATTY10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter code CHATTY10 to sign up to get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com with code CHATTY10. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, so I'm 99.9% positive that every little kid with pierced ears had the exact same experience. You went to the mall, you sat in that high black leather chair in that chaotic accessory store. My favorite. The 18-year-old assistant manager pierced your ear with gold ball studs, and if you were super lucky, they didn't get infected. And while I love that we can all bond over that semi-traumatic experience, there is a way cooler way to get pierced now, and it's studs, the grown-up alternative to the traditional piercing shop and mall accessory store. Studs did what needed to be done for a long time. They have reimagined the piercing experience. To paint the picture for you, if you have yet to go into one of their studios, which, by the way, they're in L.A., New York City, Austin, Nashville, Miami, Boston, and Seattle, here's what happens. You walk in, and there are earscape inspirations set up everywhere. Yes, earscapes. It's a term studs coined. They're all about stacking piercings and creating a unique design in your ear with huggies, hoops, studs, cuffs, dangles, and more. I am wearing their cuffs right now. Their um, huggies right now. I'm wearing all studs as well. So I'm cute. obsessed. If that sounds like a lot, though, their expert piercers are 
are there to walk you through the entire thing and they pierce so much more than just lobes too. I've been wanting my conch pierced forever and I think studs might be the place I'm going to finally get it done. Their earrings are made with high quality materials and they always pierce with single use needles, never guns, so it's way safer, especially for more advanced piercings. Or maybe you already have enough piercings and you just want to refresh on jewelry. You can create a new statement look with their jewelry options starting at just $10 per earring. I'm obsessed with the Studs earrings. I have not taken them off since I've gotten them. They're so fun. Studs is offering our listeners also 20% off your first purchase with promo code chatty. So go to studs.com and use promo code chatty for 20% off your first purchase. That's studs.com promo code chatty. Gabby, Gabby's first date, Jason, Bourbon Street, Right when Jason walked on, I was like, God, you're boring. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but you're also, we like Jason. He's got a sweetness to him. He's just quiet. I think it takes a while. One of the, (laughs) so they were doing the Bourbon Street thing and Gabby's so fun and they were having so much fun together. How hilarious was it? Because she's so just like unbridled. Mm-hmm. That like she's just like, this is fun. And they have the beads and they're throwing it at people. And she's like, I want to see, like, I want an old guy to show me his dick. It was just like out of nowhere. It was just so funny. It was just killed me because she was just like, this is funny. This is funny. I should get like an old guy to show me his dick. And it was just like, it bleeped out, obviously. But I just killed me because I was yeah. just like, what a funny I, line out of nowhere. She just goes for it. I appreciate that. Dude, I very much appreciate that aspect of Gabby. His family. Sweetest people who ever lived. There was parts of me. Where like I had to remind myself of like, oh yeah, he has like sports trauma. Cause I was like, where is it coming from, Jason? Cause I was like, your dad and mom just seem like emotional, incredible open. champions. Bro, that was the most, it almost felt like fake. I'm like, what? It's like a movie set? Like the dad's bawling. Tears up immediately. Talking about how amazing his son is. And he's how amazing like, she seems. He's like this. <laughs> he's just quiet. Hey, but he dad. said it. But he said it. He goes, some people wear their brand on their sleeve. He mm-hmm. wears it inside. Mm-hmm. And like he, and he's like, we're an emotional family. We connect. He's like, I'm just so proud of my son. Then they go to the mom and the mom starts bawling the second he walks in. Literally like. Oh. It was so and sweet. It was, And then the, they were so. But I think what makes a family, these families sweet or not as sweet is like how they also treat the person coming in. And the mom is immediately so sweet. And like, remember Gabby sits down with the sister and they're immediately like best friends. They're laughing their ass off. So the daughter's, the daughter's throwing jokes out, swearing. And then Gabby's laughing back. Like, it was just like, dude, you could not ask for a better environment. So to here's the thing into. for me on that, though. Here's the thing for me okay. on that. Jason's family are known to be fans of the show. So you think that there's maybe a little bit of like... He watches the show. Well, everyone does. No. Uh, clearly not Tony's parents. Tino's parents. We'll get into that. Yeah, but like, clearly not Tino's. But, but there's so, I think most people, like even, what do you call it? Uh, they went to... Um, but they're default fans of the show. So they like, went to Eric's. Remember Eric? Eric's grandpa was like, I watched the show. Like every, most look, people, especially people who are on the show, you their family's going to... Eric's uncle, the famous actor? No, that's not... Oh. That's... that's, that's um, not Eric. That's the that's other guy. The other guy. That's uh, what's his name? I'm space Zach. Dude, no, no. His I'm uncle's Eric. voice is so Eric, funny to me. Eric's grandpa was like, I think his grandpa was like, I know you, Gabby. I watch a show. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on the show, probably ninety percent of but the family is also the watch sister. the show. But that's the thing with the sister too. For me, is when she's like, 
I mean, like, what am I going to ask you? Like, I, I like you so much. And it was right. like, yeah, she definitely wants you to marry her brother. Yeah, but at the same time, like, you still your family's still going to be on edge. You're going to be like, I'm going to test No, test mom and dad out. were, mom and, look, they dad, were like the I'm sweetest biased, people. I'm biased to the dad. The dad was like, okay. The mom and the sister to me was, I was like. You think there are more fans? I was a little like, you're so enthusiastic typically the parent response to me like a is more so like look like i'm supportive of what my son wants i trust my son i hardly know you you're on this crazy process but if my son is telling me that he has these feelings for you then like you know i support him and i support you guys and like you're super sweet they were just like so incredibly like over the top supportive that i was like it's kind of weird see I understand what you're saying. And you deserve a voice. Thanks, because this is America. But I but also I pay think, taxes, so I get my soapbox. <laughs> I get my say. But I also think some people are genuinely happy and genuinely loving, kind, fun people to be I around. distrust all those people. I look at them that I am so jealous of. If you're happy for no discernible reason, I don't trust you at all. If you're happy for no discernible reason, it means you've figured out life as a thing and you've escaped Impossible. the matrix. Impossible. So like to me, I look at them and it seems genuine. It didn't in feel it, no. And it didn't <laughs> feel fake to me. To the me, rope. it was just like, dude, these people are just supportive, loving people that don't want anything from anyone. And it was just like it was incredible to me. I think that's maybe your... I bought maybe maybe I maybe I'm biting it, but like I was just like I don't know what it is about these people. It was like they were joy and just so loving and they were crying. You, is and that something? Like, do you feel like you just need that? It might be a little trigger for me. So maybe it's one of those you things where it's like... You want to believe it's real. Maybe it, I do believe it's real. And maybe I want it. So then I'm a little bit more um, susceptible to it. So I don't know. I mean, I'm a little I more I got skeptic. the idea that like they were just... I think that is a little more dubious. Got it. <laughs> Grace is everything's a, everything's a shtick and an angle. Mm, I the sister. I mean, look. If everyone were to go back and rewatch it under the lens that the sister that the sister is a super fan of the show, um, I think the whole thing would come off a lot different. Okay. I don't Way think they're bad people. Here. I don't think that they're bad people. But I'm just. I find. I find it but, a but little you, but no, no. overzealous and therefore no. slightly inauthentic. But here's, here's where I think you're wrong. Because the dad, who's m like old dude. I said from the get-go, no, the no, dad but, is my but exception. Here's what I'm getting at. But the dad was equally as emotional and over-the-top supportive and loving and sweet and amazing as they were. So it wasn't like dad was like, well, if I, I trust you, and if I trust my son, I trust you. And then the rest of them were like, ah! they all were, including the dad. Look, so if there's a consistency there. All I'll say is there, the way his family reacted yeah. was confusing to me, giving the like, what, what was the term he used? The therapy that he dropped, the like inner child stuff oh you mean when they were talking earlier yeah like like reconnecting with your inner child yeah. and i was like 
I had to remind myself that he has like crazy competitive sport issues because I saw his family dynamics and I was like, where is that inner child? Pain. Oh, because they're so sweet. Because they're so sweet. And that's, I was also immediately, I was was very, I was very distrusting from the get go. I was very distrusting. I said, we're not getting all of this. darkness going on with you right now. I don't think I, look, when you watch a horror movie, like when you watch a horror movie and you see like the picture perfect situation happening. It means there's. Be on edge. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get into, so then we got Rachel and Zach date. Um, Rachel and Zach. Rachel and Zach. That you know, that was like pretty straightforward. Nothing crazy happened there. I thought the dad brought up a good point. I wrote this down because I was like, "That's a, that's a really good like way to be kind, but at the same way, just kind of bring it up." This is Anaheim, right? They're in Anaheim. I don't remember the city. They're in Anaheim. So like, Zach, his dad said, like, you know, you seem amazing, but I do say, like, when you're in. Prague or you're in wherever and you're in the these mom Amsterdam. This. No, the dad said you could fall in love with anybody. Oh, you could fall in love with a monkey. With a monkey. He's basically saying like I understand that like this is kind of honeymoony and like is this when you get back from reality that was like a whatever. wild. I was like it was a fu- it was like I a get what it, it was very boomer. For. It was very like at a like a weird thing to say, but like I, he was just trying to say like you know, you're in these amazing romantic places you could fall in love with anybody but like it was also super backhand in the way to like it could come off really like like um basically like just you're nothing special is how oh. it could come off because he's like I but mean, he didn't seem on- that way because he was really no, nice no but you could see on i mean rachel is so overly sensitive to these situations that when someone says to her like if she's like i'm having this extremely special moment with your son like from the moment we saw those childhood photos, like we had this emotional experience and he's like, yeah, but let's be honest though. Anyone going through the experience you're having who gets to go to the most romantic places on earth, like you could fall in love with a monkey. But I will say it's all about delivery. Like, Oh, totally on paper. It's a bit much. No, the, I mean, the way that he was, was so supportive and kind and sweet that it was like, you didn't feel that way. It was his way of bringing up a little bit of a concern with being like really kind about it. And so I like that. One little thing I wanted to say was the mom brought up um, when mom was talking to Zach, mom kind of brought up concern, not concerns, but just kind of picking his brain a little bit, like falling in love too quickly and like whether he's ready and all this stuff. What would you be like as a parent? What would me and you be like as a parent in this scenario? You have a great relationship with your kid. They're 27. They don't live with you anymore. You know, what would you be like if your kid was like, I'm on the show, I brought the girl back, brought the boy back, whatever. And now you're kind of in this scenario and they're they're head over heels. They're excited, but you know the dynamic, the whole thing. What would you be like? I would, I think I'd have to work really hard to be reminding myself like an engagement is not marriage. And also like they're having fun. They are having fun. They're super happy and they're having a lot of fun right now. And this really once in a lifetime. That's what I would like to think I will be. You were capable in of. that moment. I yeah. would very much like to think of my that I'll be capable yeah. enough to just focus on that stuff and not yeah. like what my big fears are. Because look, like as much of a commitment as we like to make the show out to be, yeah. 
an engagement is literally fucking nothing. And how many of them actually end up getting married? Very exactly, few. Exactly, yeah. dude. Like, let's be honest. There's really not much at stake. Now, what if you didn't really like the vibe you were getting off of the person? And my son was just like... Or oh, daughter. Or my whatever. daughter. Well, in this situation... Okay. What, okay. Oh, in this situation, yes. Your son brings, brings in Rachel home. or Gabby, and you're like, I'm not liking this vibe at all. You'd be like, Frank... Well, I was telling back, I was like, imagine if you were like a super extra parent where you're like, I'm, we're going to like, I need to go talk to you in private right now, but you which know, is, you're like mic'd up, you know, you're on camera which, and yeah. you walk away to have a pretend private conversation with your yeah. son and they'd be like, all right. And like, you know, I just really wanted to make sure like, this is the page you're on, like distrustful of the whole process of being like, you got to explain this to me. Like, how is it that you're arriving right. at this point? I, and see, if they I, sell yeah. me on it and I'm like, okay, son, like. You know, I, I just really needed that confirmation from you. Let's get back in there. Let's 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 go talk to your mom. Like, let's get back in there. We'll face the cameras. We'll do us the whole time they're on you. Right. It's like imagine, imagine if you can rise to the occasion. Is that be like ultimate, right? Stage reality TV mom and dad. I've had enough friends fall in love with people to know that the worst thing you can do is try to talk to them and tell them that they're making a mistake. Ooh. Because they double down, they don't double they? They double down every single time. I've probably had it three or four times in my life, my whole life, where like I had a friend who was dating someone who was toxic and bad for them and was dragging them down. And the only times that I ever was like, you need to stop this, are the times that like those friendships are now kind of over. And the only times that I said, hey, whatever you want, they're still my friends and they're no longer with those people. I think that when you're in a state of like, I really love this person, but like you're ignoring all the red flags, you are, you're so defensive deep down that like, you're just, you just go against the world. So if my kid was going through this process, even if I loved that or didn't like him, I would just be super like, I'm so happy for you. I want you to be happy in life, blah, 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 blah. Cause I don't want to be associated with the person who didn't want the best for them in their brain. And they'll, they'll, I think in general, most people will kind of figure it out on their own, especially if you're like 27, it's Dude, like, you're not my child anymore. I don't disagree at all. But my one thing that I think is funny is my one friend, one of my absolute best friends who I was just on the serve trip in Mexico with, mm -hmm. I spent like two years, two or three years trying to convince him to break up with his now like wife. Yeah. Exactly. Who's, who's going to be. Exactly. Well, she's like, and I'm not saying she's toxic or she's she ended mother, up being they're great. They're not married but, yet. Cause she's still married to her ex-husband who sometimes lives with them. She's now, wild. she's now going to be the officiant for me and Becca's wedding. That's very And I wild. spent like years to her face being like, you guys need to break up. <laughs> wow and then now they're doubled down and now, oh i love her yeah. and i love but like i'll still like we laugh about it but i'm like yeah no i'm still like i still say like if i were to go back i wouldn't say anything different that's hilarious but like i now i'm like you guys are great but i'd still like it's just so funny to me of but we're still very good friends he right. definitely though he committed yeah he went he hard. committed I'm telling you if you want to if you want to get someone in Tell them they shouldn't be with someone. He didn't. It didn't matter what I was gonna say though. We were always good on that. There, I think. I think there's friends where like you realize um, sometimes like people will start a conversation with yeah. you and they don't actually want your advice. And sometimes people do want your advice, 
but they don't give a shit about your advice. He was more like that, mm-hmm. where it was never an issue for me to give my opinion. But at the end of the day, like I would give it and I'd go, what are you going to do? He'd be like, well, I'm just going to sit here and call her repeatedly until she turns her phone back on. And then when she turns it on, I like that's that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my night. It's just, I was just like, all right, do you, dude. In my opinion, you should stop this though. He'd be like, thanks for that. But I'm going to yeah, sit here and do this. I'm happy doing down. this. <laughs> so then we got Johnny's date. I mean, kind of just everyone was super nice. Parents yeah. are super nice. Uh, dude, Gabby is like so hot for him. She's like, he's hot. We all know he's hot. I'm He's the hottest guy ever. It's crazy. She's like attraction very into johnny Johnny, dude the thing johnny always has a way of saying something to me where i'm like you're such a douchebag he takes her and he's like let me show you how i live (laughs) on his fucking boat in florida but i will say the family was super nice he was sweet like everyone was sweet it was nothing to write home about it was just like really sweet everyone got along gabby kind of was like killing it on this episode in regards to like all the families are awesome. All the guys are nice. Like, pretty much. Pretty much. You know what the one thing, though, that I would look out for, major red flag, is mm-hmm. we are in Florida. Oh, you're just a big anti-Florida guy. It's not that I'm anti-Florida. I, I actually say, have... Florida kind of was dope. I have a lot of fun whenever I'm in That's Florida. That's what I'm saying. Florida's sick. But there's also always an extremely dark side to the fun that is happening in Florida. It's like Vegas. And... I just, Florida is like somewhere, I, I just, exactly, I love visiting. I love visiting. I understand all the perks. That what place with- could you go to Miami and have the craziest club experience of your life with crazy celebrities? It's crazy. There it's a are, weird place. There's an uncontrollable population of dinosaurs that just control all the wildlands. Animals. There's an incountable number of animals that just want to kill you just in it's abundance. It's a wild place. Um, it's like it's like an Australian. Nowhere safe. No. Nowhere safe. I told you Bugs. the very first moment when I went into Florida as an adult. Within, I we landed in the airport. We immediately got onto a bus, drove on the bus. The very first stop we make, within seconds of me stepping off the bus, some fucking kid came wandering up to me out of the parking lot and goes. Hey man, do you have any blueies? What are blueies? That's what I said. And he said, you know, oxy. Oh wow. And I was like, no, dude. And then we went into the like chain barbecue spot. Right. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, and it was just like, that's the dark side. That's dark. one of the dark sides. But I also feel like that sounds like LA. No one ever in LA has ever just wandered up to me and I- asked you for drugs? For, for a bluey? I'm not a bluey, but I've definitely been asked for drugs many times by random people on the street. Really? Yeah. I've never had anyone, only at parties do people come up and be like, hey, do you have any drugs? Oh, got it. Just generically. That, that as like, well. <laughs> they like usually come up. They're always really, really polite. Yeah. Like overly polite. I'm like, hey, like I'm really sorry Excuse to bother. Me, sir. But, you know, potentially by chance, do you happen to have like any drugs? <laughs> uh, and choose. And I don't care like, what kind. Well, I've, well, what kind, of drugs, what kind of drugs do you have? And you're like, well, I've got weed. And they're like, mm, not the kind of drugs not I was really looking what for. what I'm looking for. <laughs> they're like, you know, like really, really hoping. More like, intense. Yeah. Something that's going to pick me up. Yeah. Get me going. Um, okay. Rachel breakup. That was wild. Dude. So they go on the date, right? The, the Tyler... I'm sort of like, why is Tyler even at hometowns? 
if well, clearly this was, she was like torn with him. You could tell that she like there's nothing on paper wrong with him, but like I just don't. Have, so she was trying to make it work. They do the whole date together, right? Then she has the breakdown. I so you could tell she was struggling, and he was just doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when they had that conversation, dude, I was like shaking because he wouldn't stop talking. Every time she tried to get a word in, he'd just tell her how amazing she was, how amazing they're to AR together. Oh, we need how it. excited. And she'd be like, he'd be like, and you're just the best thing that ever happened to me. And you've taught me how to love again. And then she'd be like, well, um, I just felt like, and another thing. And I want to just say that you are the best thing. And you could, she was like, oh, you could just, I could, my anxiety was going to explode. It was because all he the wouldn't worst. stop telling her how amazing she was. And she couldn't get a word in to break up with him. If it was we, like a movie. If we could have had an earpiece with Tyler. She'd be like, dude, stop. She's going to break up with you. Shut you need to stop. Up. Shut up. So she breaks up with him. Well, also, I, so it, my take was going to be, I don't know why, if her feelings were that way, that she even has him there. The second, the second thought that I had was, don't compare him to the previous two because you still have more time. Get through hometowns. Give him, just be open to giving him through home. Those guys you might be farther along with. You're more enamored with them. Sure, I'll grant you that. Not everyone has to be on the same page. Just get through the hometowns. Yeah. See maybe what could possibly happen. But what if you're just like, she clearly, uh, here's to the not thing, go though, through it, clearly she was just like, I'm not, I don't care if I didn't really like those guys. I'm they're not, not like going to, the thing is though, she's got to think ahead. They're still going to have a rose ceremony. Yeah. She's going to have to send an extra person home. Right. She's just whittling it down further. Maybe you realize Tyler's not the guy for you, but that's your rose that you're going to give away for the rose ceremony because the other three guys you really like, now you're going to have to now pick one of them. you're going to have to give away another. You guy just yeah. gave away. The, it's like, oh, cool. I know String that along I'm less the experience a, so that you can at least really know that like the one you like is the one you like. Strategically have some thought there. Like you're shortening, you're now, shortening the time you're experiencing with the person you like the most. My third, my third thought, massive bullet dodged. The fact that he was like, yes. could not just pick up the obvious. She had tears welling up in her eyes. And she was like, you don't do that if you're excited and you're in love. You're like, Granted, you're trying to gather was, the courage to say in something. In the beginning, I was trying to be like, maybe he's just so nervous. He just wants to like, Probably. Da -da -da. but then I was like, dude, how do you not realize that they, what is happening right yeah. now? Yeah, There was a couple of moments during she's that conversation. Trying to get something off. I was like, why is she shaking? She's not shaking because she's happy right now. Um, but I will say this, man, the true measure of someone is how they respond to bad news. And I will say like, he literally said to her, Thanks for letting me, thanks for giving me like the opportunity to love again. And I hope that you find the love that I have for you. And it was Super like, great. dude, was this a movie? Like the way he handled that being, he just basically was like, you're my wife. And then this, and then this person breaks up with him. And he literally is like, you, it was like a magical movie moment. You how know what, well he handled you it. You know what went through my, the back of my mind though? You were, you were suspicious. At least he's in home. He doesn't have to take a flight home. That's true. Flight. He's already rough. home with his boys. In the back of his mind, I bet there was like a real quick thing of just like, oh, I'm about to go out on the night with my boys. And I just 
I am home from being on The Bachelor in a small town where everyone knows I was just on that show. Yeah. And he's about to go out flaunting the she just dumped me card. It's Did you know The Bachelorette just dumped me? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good, for me. Have a good time. Right. I'm going out on the Jersey Shore. Trying to with a serious bury some of this sadness with a crazy arsenal in his back pocket. They're having a boys' week. His dad's coming out. Going Everyone, dude. Trip. No, they're going. They're they're hitting the they're hitting the shoreline, baby. How you doing, GTL? Um, For okay. real, you think Pizza Pete's going out with him? Of course. One thousand percent. Meatball Pizza Pete. Everyone's going out. God fucking meat uh, meathead. Gabby and Eric. I mean ballhead. Uh Gabby and Eric. No. Ballhead. ballhead. I love ballhead. Ballhead. Gabby and Eric, yeah. Okay. That was heavy, man. It was Whoa. extremely heavy. I can't imagine your like loved one, like your dad or your mom going through that and like him just like being sweet and then the mom talking about marriage and like that's a real test of marriage right there. Someone who's been with someone through a fatal illness like that for years. And I found out later that his dad passed. Mm-hmm. Since, like a couple a couple weeks before it aired. Which is just insanely, wildly difficult. And to like, that was just real, real heavy, man. Um, I will say this. At the end of all that, very heavy. Um, and then knowing that he's passed since is just so intense. And the, the mom talking about like what marriage is really like and being like, this is real deal shit here it was like very wild well, the mom's but the mom's thing was super heavy it was heavy was, but but i also understand it because at some level well, like she, she's experiencing something at such a wildly intense level that like the like we like each other is not even in her world she's in the world of like surviving trauma you know well, and then, like intense in, so it's like she's coming at it from that world like the, which is the only way you could come at it if you're dealing with that she's day in, the, in and day out she's in the like when push comes to shove your marriage partner like this is what you're choosing them for yes who do you trust to stand by your side if shit goes when down when you're in the real thick of shit which was amazing beautiful but also heart-wrenching oh, but, I, but i will say so. after everything their connection's deep Oh, it was so sick. Like, when they're making out and talking at dinner, I'm like, Gabby and Eric's connection's really strong. And she even said, like, I never thought I could be with someone like this. Like, I didn't know I, was, I would meet someone like this. They seem, like, really intense. I have um, a soft spot for him after this episode. Yeah, he's, like, he's a good guy. I, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, I mean, look, the other one is, it's the mullet and the comment in the very beginning of the season, which I won't let slide, is that he's pissed about not getting the first impression rose. Yep, that wasn't the best and look. I still haven't seen that temper flare up. Okay, Tino's family. Tino's family. I mean, what is there to say about Tino's winning family? Just an absolute They're, ball of light. I really appreciated the honesty. I really appreciated someone not giving a shit about the camera and just really sticking it to the production <laughs> and the ensemble and the theater of this entire thing. Oh my God. What was so great about them? They didn't give a shit about the cameras. They weren't even thinking about the cameras. They were like, we're giving you a piece of our no, mind. No, but the thing is, is like that attitude is totally cognizant of the cameras because they're like, I refuse to give in to the power of the camera so much so that I am just going to be this guy. I'm going to be this person right now. And I'm just going to like, 
I'm just really going to stick it to everybody. I'm just going to unnecessarily stick it to everybody. I don't think there's anything wrong with what they're thinking or feeling or even what they're saying. But I just don't think it's entirely necessary. I was like, uh, my biggest problem was not having concerns about the show, not having concerns about the relationship, not, having, not any of that. It was the like condescending nature in which they said everything and did everything. It was never like, hey, you seem like an amazing person and I really want to get to know you and if my, if my son loves you, but and I just, if I'm being honest with you, like I'm a little out of touch. I don't really get this thing. Can you help me along? It was just like, the, the mom was like, this isn't real. And she's like, it's very real. And then the dad was like, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't buy it. Like, I don't see how, like it was so like snarky, condescending, rude, it was patronizing. It was very weird. It, it was, was like, it was almost like, are you guys mad about something? Like, was, what's going on? Why, what, what, what's, why are you guys so mad? It was unnecessary. It was unnecessarily like abusive in the way that they were like going about it. This and is it was, where, yeah, it was like, it, and then he goes, convince me, you know, my son. And it was like, last time I checked, they're adults. Like they don't have, this isn't like, we don't have to sign off. Like, what is this? The approach yeah, it's just like, it was also no matter, there was, she could not have said anything right Nothing. In that it was moment. her existence It wasn't was going to matter what she said. And the attitude that they were exuding towards her was like, anything and everything she says makes it sound worse. Which I felt, I was just like, it's well, unfortunate. First of all, okay, if, if my mother-in-law now, I've been with Jess for over 10 years looked at me right now and said convince me you know my daughter it'd be like uh what like let me th okay um okay i don't have to be like that's a weird question like, like how do i respond to that that like makes you completely aware like I, I i challenge anyone to respond to that question and do a good job like with anyone they know it's insane well it's just like what are you, the king? Convince me? You are. Last time I checked, you're not my dad. I don't you have to convince are, you of anything. You were on TV for this moment. Yeah, it was. They were this playing is, it up. You're on TV for this moment, and you have a choice. And, like, at the end of the day, your choices are going to reflect more on your kid in this show than, like, on you and, like, the principles you have as a person. Like, you're on the show as your, your kid's parents. And this is like, it's just sort of like you have the choice to like bite the bullet a little bit on like what you actually think just for of the course. sake of like respecting your child and not embarrassing making them, them like, feel comfortable. Maybe in the situation also, that couldn't be more fucking uncomfortable. Well, and also I was like, wait, is Tino still living at home? Cause this is the vibe it feels like, like convince me, you know, my son. And it's like, wait, is Tino 19 and they're concerned about it? Like, or does this guy live on his own and have his own life? Like at some point, if you're 27 year old, I don't know how old he is, but I'm just guessing if your 27 year old son is coming home and bringing a girl, I'll tell you the only reaction you can have. Hey, so nice to meet you. Amazing to see you. Great. Let's have dinner. Awesome. She seems great. Hope you hope you're having fun. Now, unless there's like serious red flags, it's like this is an adult. You treat them like an adult, but all this like well prove to me it was very weird like, dude i was it's just also, like grossed I, out by again the whole thing. like i don't think there's anything wrong with their skepticism it's just sort of like 
Keep it to yourself. You, this isn't normal. This isn't normal. Your son didn't meet this girl like in the normal world and spend like a normal, however many like limited hours with her. Also, you knew he was going on the show. So you had plenty of time to prepare your brain for this. Totally. I mean, that's the other side. But it's like you're acknowledging that this whole situation is intensely heightened. Yeah. And you're not willing to lend any sort of like, you know, forgiveness towards that yeah. in terms of like your own personal take on the situation. Or just last time I checked, you're not getting married. Chill. Pretty much. And it's also like I said, or like what we've been saying too, is like there's no real fucking commitment being made at the end of this show. It's not like it's going to go down like on your son's personal record that he had an engagement. It made me kind of also understand Tino a little bit, I felt like, because Tino feels very young to me when he talks. Mm-hmm. He feels very like, he sounds like almost a college kid. Like even when he was talking to his dad, he was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I got like, um, my first week I got the uh, the first impression rose. And so that's pretty cool. Like it almost felt like very like, oh, like I feel like I'm listening to like a 20 year old talk. And then when and it was also very young to be like, after the family he goes they adore you and she's like like well that was super weird and then he goes i I love you too by the way it it felt very like what this is forced to like make her feel good i almost felt like okay again all the more reason i mean just i don't know maybe if it's not if it's all the more reason to me it's like tino's an obvious drop after that situation he just feels young not as a fault of his parents it was just weird that comment was so everything weird was weird about all that of the like they're they they really like you she's like what no <laughs> it's like he what? said they, no no he didn't say they were like you they adore you. you yeah it's like now the comment bro. though that i do want to make was this is where i was talking about rachel taking things hyper personal was she wasn't able to extrapolate the fact that they were simply talking about like they're distrustful about the length of time that they've spent together for them to be at this point. It's not about any, it's not, it's nothing against Rachel personally. Right. And she it walks was just away the show. from that. It was the show. She nature. walks away from that going, they hate me. Yes. And that's where I'm like, no, yes. Rachel, they don't there. hate you. They distrust this entire on. They distrust this entire performance. But I do. So I agree with you that like if you were to if you were able to step out of your own body and say that you would you would agree with that. But I do feel like in the moment you're nervous. You're trying to impress this family and they're grilling the shit out of you. You wouldn't. It'd be really hard to not take it personal and think like. And you had three other dates that were great and every parent was amazing and they were like so happy you were there. It would be hard not to be like. These people just hate my vibe or well, their dicks or whatever. It'd be, I mean, like, maybe I feel like I'd just be like, wow, that sucked. Yeah, like, but I that think that you're awful, also... But then I don't disagree with her going into the situation where he's like, they adore you. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking... Uh, they don't... I don't think they feel any type of way towards me. I thought she nailed it too when she said, like, when you're marrying someone, you're kind of marrying their family too, especially if they're close with them, which is like... If you choose Tino, you're gonna have to. That's gonna be a massive that's a uphill gnarly battle. situation. You're gonna be fighting that for a long time. Well, she has two super gnarly situations that she has to take on. I mean, it's like Tino's family is like, okay, that's an uphill battle the whole time. Big time. Eric's family is like, that's Gabby. Oh, Ga- oh, that is Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they have flip sides. But 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 one is like Gabby's like, yo, it, you know, the father passing is an intense situation, but. It's more of you like her support for him versus like you're having to fight against someone not totally to be there. Totally. But like she has to weigh the fact that like she is walking she ha- into 
tragedy immediately and hard, take yeah. on like one of the hardest things anyone's gonna have go to be go going through. through a lot yeah for sure especially um, when you're that close right right so yeah i mean all in all do you have like a pick for them i mean um i'm blanking his name but the very first date for gabby jason i still really like jason um and for rachel honestly um even though what I was saying about the skepticism of maybe the, you know, the more coveted ambitions of his family, I still really like Anaheim boy. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Zach and Eric guy now. You're on team Eric. I'm on team Eric. I was Jason for a while and I do really like him. He's like so I, sweet and kind and just like, you could tell he's just like everything, but at the same time, I feel like Gabby is missing a little spark and I feel like with Eric, she's got that kind of like raw kind of like she's down. I am waiting. I don't think that we would see that flash of this like little potential troublesome side to Eric if it wasn't going to come back. And I do think people unravel in a totally separate way when it comes to fantasy suites. People and and and, and there was a so serious jealous, there was a serious jealousy factor on that first night where he thought he had that first impression rose we'll really see what it's happens. gonna be interesting um it's happened a lot lately have you noticed that mm-hmm. the whole like i don't think i can handle you sleeping with another with somebody else like, that wasn't really a thing back in the day it was just you went to fantasy suites you came back and you were figuring it out now people are like tripping about like i don't think i can i gotta leave the show because you hooked up with that guy or girl this kind of a new weird wave of people like being super sensitive about the fantasy switch, which I mean, creates good TV, but it's very interesting. Anyway, good episode. It was, yeah, it's going to start heating up crazy. The fantasy suites are always bat it's shit town. Super nuts. People start to say crazy things. And that's then why go- I'm, that's why I'm into I'm very curious to oh, see where this goes. I'm also excited. We got uh men tell all coming up. going to be fire. Well, we love you guys. Uh, Good episode again. Have an amazing weekend. Don't steal my jokes. Don't steal his jokes about hacking. Um, With peace and love. Chat soon forever. Bye. Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. improves children's health by developing better treatments and technologies. Ranked number five in the nation, we take on the most complex, rare, and life-threatening conditions because all children deserve a healthy future. Learn more at childrensnational.org innovation.